0: It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law, featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus.
1: Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker, and an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to maukbaker.com. That's M A U C K B A K E R.com or call us at 312 726 1243. Why is Christian education such an important option in today's society? Today I'll be speaking with Reverend Calvin Lindstrom, pastor of Christian Liberty um, Church and Schools, Christian Liberty Academy. Is a private christian institution that was founded in 1968 to meet the educational and spiritual needs of families in their community ever since their mission has been to provide affordable quality education to those who desire to prepare themselves and their children to take godly dominion in every aspect
2: of life to the glory of god Uh, reverend linston welcome to the show rich it's a blessing to be here we've appreciated your your ministry and I'm I'm honored to, to be part of this show today.
1: Well, thank you for coming in. I'm looking at the
2: introduction, and we said you founded the school. And was it school and church or school? My, my father uh, graduated from seminary in 1965. The Church of Christian Liberty was established March 28, 1965. The school came 1968. My father uh, was working with Phil Crane before he went into Congress. Yes. And the two of them worked at a small Christian school called Westminster Academy, not the the Westminster Christian Academy in Elgin. This was another school in the Chicagoland area. It closed uh, in 19, I guess that would be 1968, the the spring, and then our school, Christian Liberty Academy, started in the fall of 1968. We had about 60 students. Uh, We met in basements, the church sanctuary at the time, wherever space could be found. We didn't have a large building, but there was a, a need for Christian education. And back in the 60s, my dad recognized the school system had already changed. You could, I'm sure, give uh, a listing of all the, the Supreme Court rulings that that made changes here, that made changes there, whether it's prayer in the school, Bible reading, the Ten Commandments, et cetera, et cetera. But already in the 1960s, there was a recognition that the US had had already changed. And it looks much even different today, but Christ and his word essentially were out of the school system. Uh, a lot of the academic methods had changed. You know, phonics, the basics of, of reading, writing, and arithmetic had had already changed in, into different ideas. So my dad and others, my mom uh, was a school teacher. She had to learn some of the teaching methods that she would later use in terms of teaching children phonics. And, uh she was very successful in teaching many children to, to read once she learned the right techniques. So. You know,
1: I, I just have to ask a couple questions. First of all, the thing that struck out to me is 1968 and, and what a um, year that was for, was for the cultural revolutions taking place in this country. Was, and you've yeah. mentioned that your, your father and others' response as Christians to that. Was to begin with education, I, and I'm guessing you're a part of that education. You, I,
2: I was blessed. I, I wasn't there in 1968. I came uh, okay, okay in the 70s. Right. Well, started my school career in in the in the 70s. Well, let me ask you this: so, Are
1: you still meeting in basements, or where are
2: you? We, we, by God's grace, we have a, a much nicer facility uh, in Arlington Heights, Illinois. A large campus, almost 12 acres, a uh, little over 200,000 square foot building. The historic high school that. Uh, was the flagship of Arlington Heights, and it has been our possession and blessing for the last uh, 34 years now. My um, guess it
1: would be also your responsibility because that's a big facility. It, it is hear. a big
2: facility uh, to take care of. All yes. right.
1: So just looking a little bit at your school, your school has a, as you mentioned, a flagship facility, a, a, a former high school for Arlington Heights. But your um, homes, you're also homeschoolers. That's right.
2: How, how do the two work? Uh, we share the same building. There is overlap, some of the materials that we develop that are used by what we call our off-campus families, books and materials, and some of those are, are used then in the day school. They, Generally speaking, different staff, there's some overlap. Uh, some of our teachers will write some of the books. Uh, they will help maybe with some of the grading for off-campus families. Otherwise, generally, they're, they're two separate educational ministries. Uh, One serves families all over the world. We have a a school in Uganda that we partner with. One serves families located across the Chicagoland area. At one time, almost 70 different communities in Chicago. I don't know what the exact count is today, but we have students from Chicago. They take the train out. We have students uh, in Arlington Heights, Palatine, throughout the suburbs that uh, want a a safe place, want a Christian education for their children, and uh, we are happy to partner with them. You're listening to Lawyers
1: for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Mauck and Baker. If you're just tuning in, make sure to visit mauckbaker.com and hear the rest of this interview. Today, I'm speaking with Reverend Calvin Lindstrom, pastor of Christian Liberty Academy, and we've been talking about their school. Now, I wanted to go back. I'm a homeschooler, and,
2: and uh, we homeschool our kids. So, tell us a little bit more about that aspect of your Uh, school and ministry. Yeah, our homeschooling ministry really began at about the same time as our Christian school. There were families who couldn't send their kids to our school, but they wanted an alternative. And so my dad's like, well, let's find some books, let's get the materials and you will work with them. In some cases, they would come in for uh, testing, uh, you know, so almost like a hybrid that you see today. Uh, That developed into a program where all the books and materials were sent and continues uh, to be sent to the families they might be in New Mexico or you know an area where they're never going to come to our school at least not on a regular basis they they do all the work they send in some of that work for grading processing we issue report cards transcripts diplomas and thankfully homeschool families, Really, have little problem getting into colleges, universities, the military. That
1: was always the fear in the beginning. And, it was, and, and uh, that is, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, they've done quite well in terms of.
2: In in some uh, cases, I think colleges recognize they might be a better product right. on average than right. those who come from traditional schools. They, they've, in some cases, they're more self-disciplined, maybe able to to learn on their own more effectively because part of part of homeschooling does put a, a greater challenge on the student. They have to be. More engaged to make the most of that. Uh, number of my children homeschool. My nieces and nephews have homeschooled. They've done very well by by God's grace. So it's it's a great option. I can't
1: I can't not do this. Um, my children have done very well. Um, four out of six were actually homeschooled, um, and I just have to give the credit to my wife. Uh, unbelievable amount of work that goes is. into caring and and really putting together a curriculum that, that no doubt. That, and, being there with those kids at all times, but um, I've just seen—I'm just a, testifying to the, the power of a homeschool as well. It's—it's it's right, a, so, it's a beautiful thing. So let me switch gears a little bit. Uh, why do we need Christian schools? What—what what are you seeing, and what is the drive? Maybe in '68 it was one thing, and it may be different now. But why?
2: Why am I sending my kids to, to yeah, your school? If you think—I I think Christian schools represent an important aspect of freedom. Otherwise, you essentially have the government controlling all aspects of education, at least K through 12. And do we want only the government's voice? Now, I know there are fine Christian teachers and others in the government school system. I'm not trying to slam every single person. But if you think about the principle of freedom, so I think that's one aspect. Um, for, for us, it, it goes also just to the fundamental principle of what God's Word says in the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, training our children in the fear of the Lord. I once calculated that the time a child will spend in high school is the equivalent of over 20 years that a child will spend in a church setting. So you have to be careful what's going to fill that child's mind for four years, eight years, 12, 14 years versus the influence that uh, parents can have. I I read, uh, I think it was on Facebook, the average parent spends about three and a half minutes in intelligent conversation with their child per day. I hope that's uh, – I hope many families do much more than that. But you think about the busyness of life. And, and the media. And, and then the, the influence of the media. So that's where we view our school as a partnership. We can't replace the parents. We can't do what God is calling them to do, but we can come alongside Christian parents and even non-Christian parents. We, we do serve families from a diverse background, but we try to point them all in the same direction. The truth of Jesus Christ, the truth of God's word – the, the calling that God gives to us uh, to love and serve Him, and by God's grace, we've we've had over uh, fifty years now of of partnership with families. And uh, this last year, we had our first group of students who had been our at our school, since preschool through 12th grade, wow. we had about uh, I think seven or eight students that were 15 years. Okay, wow. and uh, one of them was a perfect score on the ACT. Uh, others had, had done very well, also. So it was it's neat to see that uh, progression over time.
1: That, that's a huge part of what you want to see happen, um, and obviously, the academics isn't the only thing that you're hoping is happening in those kids. But part of the reason you're at school is for academics. So. You know what?
2: We don't want to uh separate academics and the spiritual nature. They both have their place and their focus. We, we want to try to excel in both as best we can.
1: I found in our homeschooling, uh, my wife really pushed the academics and thank God she did that. And, and I was really, really pushing character um uh vision faith those kinds of things and so we it's worked, a good partnership yeah we work together right. on that and and I'm so grateful for her technical help yes in in the academics part of it all right so uh turning really really briefly you mentioned that your school's curriculum is really going to instill the fear of the Lord yeah. and and what does that mean and how is that different from what happens we'll probably pick this up on the other sure. side of the break by Let's the way but what does that mean in terms of the difference between, let's say, a public school in Arlington Heights right. and your school?
2: I, I would say that the several several things. One, the curriculum, uh, the books and materials that are that are chosen, are going to be Christian curriculums, almost for the most part. Uh, you know, depending on a specific ma- a physics book, for example, depending on what's available. Uh, there's a daily Bible class. There's a daily chapel. But even In classes that would not be considered, quote, theological, we want to try to show how Jesus Christ is the foundation of all knowledge in literature to try to exalt that which is uh, pleasing uh, before the Lord. So it really comes in in all the subjects as, as best we can, the teachers and the students working together. We'll pick up with this on the other side of it. Um, We're talking with
1: Reverend Calvin Lindstrom, pastor of Christian Liberty Academy, about why Christian education is a crucial option for parents and children. I'm Rich Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus.
0: In the wide, confusing world of law and lawyers, it's tough to find someone you can trust that shares your Christian values for legal advice and representation. You can trust Mauk and Baker, a Christian law firm based in Chicago that serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals with their legal matters. They seek to represent clients like you with integrity and care by using biblical principles as the foundation of their work. Additionally, their monthly newsletter highlights what's current in the religious liberty arena, keeping you informed on your right to worship. Whether that's on the street, in public school, or within the walls of your church. Subscribe to their newsletter at mauckbaker.com slash newsletter. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R dot com slash newsletter. If you have a legal need or question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact mauk and Baker at 312-726-1243. Call and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. That's 312-726-1243. Forty-three.
1: Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney at Malkin Baker, a law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, business, and individuals in their legal needs. If you missed the first part of this show and want to listen online, go to malkbaker.com forward slash radio. Today we're speaking with Reverend Calvin Lindstrom, pastor of Christian Liberty uh, Church and Academy. And we've been talking about, um, schooling both the public and what uh, Christian education offers and particularly what uh, Christian Liberty Academy offers. So, Pastor, let me bring you back. Uh, we had talked a little bit about how you do curriculum at the academy. What would be the difference if we were going to, to an Illinois public school, let's say in Arlington Heights or other Yeah,
2: the, the, the difference would be in, in- Schools, certainly in the Northwest suburbs, there there can be no specific religious aspect of Jesus Christ, his work on the cross. And in, there's one sense where we would not expect a school to even do that. However, what I think would be even more troubling is... A very anti-Christian mentality, whether that's reflected in evolutionary thinking, whether that's reflected now in in new history requirements that uh, our governor signed mandating LGBTQ history for all students, kindergarten through 12th grade, five years old through 18 years old. They, they have to learn about uh, the influence of leading homosexuals and um in, in all government schools in Illinois that's that's mandated by law. So you consider also what's happening now in locker rooms where the Illinois Human Rights Commission in one particular school has essentially mandated a student can use whatever locker room of their choice. no restrictions, no barriers. Um, that, that will start to influence other other government schools in in the suburbs. So I, I think the difference is pretty stark both in terms of the classroom, and the environment. Um,
1: well, you know, when you begin to say that, um, you have to ask in the back of your mind, what's driving these changes that we're seeing, t- the, the mandating of a uh, history policy, which is obviously a lot more than just teaching about famous persons who were homosexuals. Uh, it is actually wanting to say, to normalize um, that whole lifestyle and and make that very clear to, Public school students and our culture that um, these distinctions in the past really have have no meaning or are actually
2: harmful. Not even have no meaning. Right, and and when when we think about gender and the confusion that kids now are going to be finding that essentially male and female is just a, a preference, just a figment of your choice, imagination. I I just cannot imagine how confusing that is. For children, and, and, and I, the effects that that is going to have. I
1: got to say, when I was a teenager, life was pretty confusing already.
2: Right, exactly. And this is
1: just going to make it like it—it it, it uh, is exponentially more difficult to to maneuver through um, the, those difficult times. So, all right, now we we hit on a very important topic that I'm thinking a great deal about, and and it's now being mandated in our schools and everything why gender what's so important about gender what as a pastor or as a, a
2: principal of a, a uh, academic institution so what you know it it gets back uh, to creation in the beginning God created heaven and earth and then in the beginning God created the male and female uh, as Jesus said it, it goes back all the way to the beginning so there there are distinctions that we, have to make. And science is based on distinction, positive and negative, uh, the whole subject of biology, aspects of reproduction. So it's going to insanity. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about just denying fundamental aspects of reality and now teaching children just the most confusing things, um, and undermining then the influence of parents, um, uh, I, I like to speak of schools as the government schools, not as an attack, but the public in large part have very little say. It is more of a top-down, whether it's not always coming from Washington. In some cases, it's from Springfield, but parents have very little say, can in some cases not even opt out of some of these things. These these are mandates. Uh, this has to be taught. And, and so I would say Christian parents find an alternative. Uh, if you're a part of a church, encourage that church to invest a uh, promote Christian education, to make it possible even for those who have um, resources that would not allow them to afford a Christian school, to make some way possible. I think it's a, an urgent need. Well, I'm, al- I'm almost
1: going to uh, switch caps from your uh, administration of a school to pastor, because these understandings or the Christian understanding and worldview uh, isn't even been spoken in church very often anymore. And and for many churches the idea of talking about sexuality is is off limits or what the biblical perspective on these issues is so as a pastor how do you address that
2: you know uh as a church we've we've haven't been ashamed to say hey we start with genesis at the foundation in genesis the application that that gives to uh, aspects of life so rich i i think you are correct there are churches that are afraid i think there are still are a lot of churches that would love to say, hey, this is the truth, and they're not ashamed of it. I, I can't speak for, for all churches, but there is, and we were talking about this even in our pre-show prep, there is a pressure, unfortunately, on Christians to be conformed yes, to this world. You know, exactly Paul says, right. do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So there's constantly a pressure that is coming on churches, on schools, in particular Christian colleges. There's a lot of pressure uh, on them to conform so we are as a school trying to in a sense stand out by holding to god's truth and and thankfully there are other christian schools but to say hey this is this is the reality that god's word uh, has created we don't have to be ashamed of it
1: you're listening to lawyers for jesus i'm rich baker of malkin baker and we're talking with reverend calvin lindstrom pastor of christian liberty academy and we've been talking about uh, public education christian education and in specific What's being offered at uh, Christian Liberty Academy? Um, tell us a little more about if if I were to send my child there,
2: what would they experience? what what I think they'll experience is a is a teacher who we believe loves the Lord, loves the Word of God, is teaching because they like to teach, but also teaching because they believe this is a, a ministry, as a school that doesn't take any, state or federal funds, we don't always have the bells and whistles that other schools might have. We don't we don't get taxes. <laughs> we, we take no money from from the government. It's all based on donations, tuition, those who uh, support us. So it is a smaller environment, but I think uh, great opportunities, a solid Christ-centered education that stresses what's most important, but that gives opportunity for learning technology. Children do have to be exposed to to computers and, and other things. We do want to provide, some instruction on that but we want to focus on on what is most essential reading writing mathematics uh, science um i I would say the art program the drama program we have is fantastic to be taught by artists who love art but also love the lord and can give instruction in terms of realism and uh, help students with their uh, ability in artistic expressions Our, our drama program has been outstanding and, and you think of what some schools are offering in terms of drama, you would not, it, it would probably be illegal to read some of the plays on air because of the FCC standards <laughs> about perversion, vulgarity. And yet some of these plays are done in local school districts. I mean, vile, vile things. Our, our, our students would do, you know, Fiddler on the Roof, for example. We did Pilgrim's Progress, you know, things that are, are rich with meaning. And that's the type of an environment that you can you know, trust your child too, rather than knowing that they might be assaulted and tempted. Now, no Christian school is heaven on earth. <laughs> a child being with other children, there's going to be peer influences. Child- parents are always going to have to be watchful, instruct, uh, instruct their children. So it's, it's not like all of our, our students are, are angels with halos, but it is a safe environment. Uh, I would say that the kids who are at our school want to be there. Um, they know there, there's a difference. They, they know maybe some of their friends are at a much bigger school. Um, they, they've, they've, they and their parents have, have made a, a choice, but I, I, we, we find students who keep in contact with us appreciate what they've been given, sometimes not always right away. Maybe it's five years down the road, 10 years down the road, but they, they value what they've been given. I know some of our students who go off to Christian colleges, those Christian colleges recognize, oh, you had a Bible class at CLA. You know the yeah, books of the yeah, Bible. You right. know the Ten Commandments.
1: And it's, it's amazing that in Christian colleges, it's remedial Bible yes. oftentimes now.
2: Right. And and our students really, if they've been there for four years, they have been given a, a solid foundation, the Old Testament, the New Testament, church history, um, the uh, the ancient history that, that explores the connection of Scripture and the Babylonians, the Assyrians, the Greeks, just that, that integration and overlap of the Bible and the past and the future, I think is uh, is so vital. Uh,
1: Reverend Lindstrom, I actually am looking at the clock. I had another question I really want to ask you. I don't get to do it. I'll have to have you back for that one. Um, Thanks for speaking with us today. Let people learn a little bit more about how they can get in touch with the school, if they're interested in either the homeschooling or, attending class in Arlington
2: Heights, sure. what can they do? We have a number of websites, uh, ChristianLiberty.com. ChristianLiberty.com would be the best uh, place to, to get a start to see what we do offer, both for on campus. We start school the Thursday after Labor Day. Uh, homeschoolers, they can start anytime. You can always buy books and materials. We have uh, educational testing. Uh, we, we try to work with families in a variety of situations to encourage them to help them we would love for you to take a tour. If you're in the Chicagoland area, I would love to give you a tour or another staff member just to show you around to talk about the different options that parents do have a variety of options uh, today. There are families who homeschool, but their child comes to our school for art or sports. So there is a, you might call it even a, a hybrid model mm-hmm. where it's not all in the home, it's not all in the school. It's a, it's a little bit of both.
1: Thanks so much for being on this program. You will be back, I hope. Um, if you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at mauckbaker.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Rich Baker, attorney at Malkin Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. have to serve somebody
0: yes indeed you're gonna have to serve somebody